option to turn it off and i just pushed it back on which made me think the entire time it didn't record but no y'all got a part two and you got a part three in this bitch back yeah, at it again part three <laughs> so see i told you that ce cbd lights you up like a led oh my god so we were talking about religion right yes so it yeah, always my, comes back to religion all my combos bro swear to god maybe it's a sign <laughs> it, that's the thing it's pissing me off but like at one point do you start rejecting the signs i'm like you know what God is slapping me in the face right now. He's literally telling, he can't come down and tell me word for word. Can I tell you something? What? I had this joke with my homies in Spain and it ended up basically me, Moses was surfing through the Red Sea. That's how we split it. <laughs> and the whole, I, that night I went back thinking, oh shit, Kanye made Jesus walk. I made Moses surf. Oh my And I was God. like, and then now when I started like writing my poems and I started like, you know, trying to find flow and delivery with raps, I was like, holy fuck, I'm Muslim Kanye. I better not go as crazy as he did. But dude, think about this. Him and Christianity and Jesus, okay. Me and Moses, I've had certain things, certain spiritual reasons. You know, Moses is the only prophet that God talked directly to. Even Muhammad had Angel Jibreel in a cave communicating through, but Moses was the only prophet See, everybody was calling God, and they were like waiting to God answer the call. Moses was the only person waiting God to call him. And mm. he was just like chilling, doing his thing. And then when it would ring, drink, yeah, what's up? Yo, I need you to do this, this, and this. All right, I got you. We're going to free these Jews. Don't worry about it. God's chosen people. We're going to uh -huh. free them. I have a book inside. It's in Spanish, but it's about Moses. And it's about Sigmund Freud arguing that Moses wasn't Jewish, that he was Arab. Sigmund Freud is arguing that? Dude, he got banned, basically banned from the Jewish community. Because he is Jewish, he's from Germany, or Vienna, I can't remember, either Austrian or German. But basically, you know, saying that Moses isn't Jewish. And everybody was like, shut the fuck up, you can't say that. Don't even, <laughs> don't even go. Jewish, he just thought he was He Jewish. used linguistics, <laughs> like the story of him going down the, down the river, yeah. rolling down the river, which is a great song. He, um, I'm going to play that shit right now, and the reason he, he said that, that he was talking about that being like a repeated story. He was talking about, he was using linguist, um, a linguistic argument about the origin of the name. Because even if you think about Jesus and like the virgin birth, right? That's um, Greek mythology has that, Persia. Even in Hinduism about like a slit being formed mm -hmm. in the side of somebody and being born. Athena was born out of Zeus's head. Yeah. Uh, so that constant retelling of story makes you wonder like Riza Aslan makes this argument where uh, I, don't, I don't know if you read him in his books but he has great books one on Jesus of Riza Aslan he was a Iranian immigrant with his family the mom converted everybody to Christianity and then he converted to Muslim later as an adult but it's so interesting you know immigrating like in the 70s or 80s and he was telling people in California that he was Mexican so he could get um, less harsh racism than be telling them he was from Iran mm. and um so he writes these books. He Here's the thing. He has a degree from Harvard in theology, but also creative writing. So he talks about language. Just The language of religion is written different than what you would expect. Because if I wanted to say that you were a good person, I nowadays I would say you're a good person. But if we were to talk about this back in the day, I would say, oh, oh how, what type of person is Adel? Oh, Adel, here's the thing. It was so cold the other day. He like took a shirt off his back to give it to somebody else that didn't have a shirt. Like, literally, that didn't happen. But the meaning behind it is you're the type of person that would do that. You are that kind of a person to take off your shirt and give it to someone else in the cold so, because they don't have a shirt. So, the, so then it goes back to, like, what do you interpret literally in religion? And what do you interpret figuratively when we're oh, looking yeah. at it differently? We're looking with a different mindset and a different take on written language. Yeah, there's definitely a distinction that a lot of people don't make. 
um, like I do think there's things out there that you shouldn't have to literally do you know like um, people people do a lot of the stuff I just want to look at people in, in religion and be like yo it's really not that deep man it's really not that serious like um, and one thing is though that the Quran and, and Islam actually like they we kind of pride ourselves on being I guess like you know the unchanged message or the message the real message that like because um, we're the newest kid on the block we're the last one exactly so, you know so we're like uh we got you know the freshest message from god like the most un i guess unadulterated like unaltered message right and the thing is you mentioned this earlier it happened with 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 judaism and i, I think it's going to happen with islam soon too maybe not in our lifetimes but further down the line i know the message and oh i think it'll be our lifetimes you think in our oh, lives too? Big time, because think of every Muslim worldwide growing up right now, fastest growing religion in the world. So, so many different ideas so many different and so perspectives. many, it's being carried out so differently, Yeah. right? L London, you have a Pakistani Muslim mayor, but what it means to be, you have Bella Hadid, you know, being Muslim, her dad's Palestinian. Right. So you mean like, what does it even mean to be Muslim? It's, Yo, you're it's not constantly being redefined. Bella Muslim, right? What? Bella Hadid's not Muslim, right? Is she? Well, I mean, if well, here's the thing: Judaism comes from the mother, right? If your mom is Jewish, you're Jewish. With yeah. Islam, is the father, it's a paternal religion, and so she's we, technically Muslim. If her father is, yeah. But Shame. here's the thing: I'm gonna some, have to shoot my shot. Exactly. Some people <laughs> might say, no, that's not Muslim, or somebody might think if you drink and have a tattoo, then you're not Muslim. Well, says who? Who are you to judge me? Even though we talk about no one can judge you but God, and God is the most merciful, most forgiving. But you know, George Carlin has this bit where he's like. God loves you, but he also wants to fucking kill you. Like, he'll send you to, like, a burning hell, but he loves you. And it's this constant, you know, seesaw. Risa Oslan says that we have human attributions to God because we we put those attributions. Like, God is friendly, and he's mean, and he's all these things because we as humans have all these things, right? The best and worst of us is within all of us. So when he talks about that communicating of God or the way we describe God, he talks about the human agency, always attaching the agency to something supernatural or something not human. Like, you know, you ever as a kid look at the back of the lights on cars and just try to make faces out of them? Like, mm -hmm. that, that car looks like yeah. a bitch. That guy looks like so smiling. So you, we kind of do that naturally, just like always looking around and, you know, having a sense of, uh, one, like a need for greater purpose, I think, and also a need to sort of relate something in a way we can understand it. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you put, like like you said, these signs, these coincidences in your life, this message, this path, this gratitude, this, um, you know, enigmas or things that you can't explain, you try to formulate a way to explain it. And I think you, we've seen that in science, right? Like people saying this is how lightning comes from Zeus, but then we figure out, you know, lightning mm. doesn't come. There's a there's a method for it. Yeah. So the certain things we figure out definitively, we'll say, oh, this is how it happened. And yeah. but the great, but our ex own existence is like really hard to put a pinpoint and say this is definitively what happened. Exactly. But people always want to know definitively. That's why I'm always saying on this podcast like questions more than answers because science doesn't say if we don't know something we can put an answer for it. It says if we don't know something it li that's literally what it means. We don't know. Yeah. So we go off of what we do know and that's it. So we still leave up to the question. Scientists are always pursuing the question whereas religious people are always pursuing an answer. Mm -hmm. Um... I do think both communities actually pursue the answer, right? You think? But yeah, but I think religion is more more so like not open to to change, right? Like whatever the answer they. Well, how have can you is, change God's word if this is exactly, what God wrote four hundred years ago? You can't change what, it. That's what the thing is, right? Like I mean, even even not even a change in like answer, but a, a change in like direction or philosophy, right? Like I know 
tons of dude in bro in 2020 we are still talking about like people in during ramadan and eat you know going out looking for the moon to see if tomorrow's eat like bro yeah come on you got you got like computers you got satellites you can look at the fucking moon with a telescope to see that right like it's sunnah to go and do that right because the prophet did it but, but that's what the prophet could fucking do. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> the only thing outside. he could do. They didn't know? even have a watch. They didn't even have clocks. I was actually, uh, uh, I was actually in favor of like doing that. I was like, yo, honestly, I think around the world we should be like, I mean, a we should do it, and then b like, if you don't see it, then shit. Eat, I guess, is the next day, right? Um, I thought about that some more, and I was like, you could go both ways, honestly, in my opinion, because like, dude. Well, first of all, actually, I don't think there are a lot of people who, who wouldn't be able to handle another day of fasting, depending on how much or whatever, right? But I think it's overall better to just do it on, on the day, like, on the day that it's supposed to happen, not because you didn't see yeah, the Yeah, some people take each day real specific. I had an uncle where it was like, if they were having a debate towards the end of Ramadan, like, some areas or some cities were going to do a day before and other people were going to wait an extra day. You know, I'm always, me and my uncle were always choosing the day before. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's how most people do it, you know, um... But yeah, like, to me, it, it made sense back, you know, like, a year ago, where I was like, okay, if, if someone didn't see it, then, like, shit, it wouldn't have been E back then, too, because we used the same method, right? Uh, it's not like he looked at the stars, and, or he looked at the space with a telescope, and, and had a satellite doing all these things. But then this one uncle told me, he was like, I mean, come on, man, we got, like, apps we have straight up like times legitimate times for zohar asr maghrib like yeah how do how do we do that and then it'll change by like a minute you telling me they could i one time asked my quran teacher about this in sixth grade i was like yo how were they able to do that distinguish between one minute she was like they were able to tell the time then better than we do now and i was like bullshit that's bullshit no how the they hell would look at the happen? sun and be like yeah, it seems like us dude they divided their times a lot of think of like when you were poor and in different agricultural societies it was all throughout labor the first thing when the sun rose up and then a little bit after for a break and then two periods in the afternoon one right when it starts to get hot and then one like right when it starts to die down and then evening and then nighttime before you go to sleep like it's not that hard how do you like the fig bar you try it oh yeah the fig bar's pretty good i'm trying to find a place to set down the roach though is there a trash can oh right behind oh, right you there yeah i'll take it oh you got it on the You'd get tens of viewers, bro. MCAT testing. MCAT is like a really tough exam because Tamor does it, you know, Tamor, for him to do the MCAT, you need discipline. For any exam that's going to be seven and a half hours, it's pure discipline. It's not just, do I have the knowledge? Yeah, you could be hella fucking smart, but if you don't have the discipline to sit down and do it and Dude, train for it. Tamor is one of the smartest guys I know. And if one of the smartest guy guys I know has to study for two months nonstop, that makes me scared shitless. Ooh, yeah, exactly. The fact that someone... Because here's the thing. Da Vinci probably had ADHD, right? He bounced around from a lot of different things. Wasn't going to be that patient. You know, started new projects constantly. If you're a smart person, you like to do a lot of different things. you got a lot of different interests, right? Because even someone that's smart only in one thing, let's say physics, even whatever whatever they're smart in, they're going to want to expand on that and going to have always different topics to constantly, you know, reshaping their field. So to be able to sit down and do it, that's like shit, bro. When you get older and have 
more power and more capabilities of certain things you have access to different things and different tools and yet still applying that same discipline i think discipline is one of the most powerful tools that religion actually enforces like one of the best benefits you get out of religion yeah like fasting for a whole month oh yeah dude and not to mention like the the altruistic feeling of that the the health benefits behind it but like it definitely does instill discipline in you like oh you gotta pray five i don't pray five oh shit i told you i just don't pray. yeah me neither do i like fuck who does yeah like <laughs> My, my grandparents mom, don't. My mom thinks I do. My my parents do, but they don't pray fudger, right? So like, you're telling me if there's a kid out there right now that legitimately prays five prayers a day, homie wakes up at 4:30 in the morning to pray, you know, prays right before he goes to bed, and he follows everything. He does. He's a perfect kid, right? Good Muslim. He'll he'll probably be successful, dude. I, I'd say so. Like, like you know, granted, there's a lot of like. A lot of obstacles that might come in his way but i think someone with that kind of discipline and if you know how to like traject it or project it into different directions and man that discipline is all you need i feel like you can teach religion so much better without calling it religion you could like if you want to teach someone discipline you want to teach someone good values you want to teach just just do all that without saying where it comes without saying that it's definitively one thing and i think you start to see a lot of quote-unquote religious or spiritual people without religious affiliation that is a constantly greater checkbox that somebody will say uh, or i believe in god or i'm religious mm, no affiliation yeah that i don't need to tie it to one thing everybody's basically telling me to be kind i'm just gonna fuck with that the problem i have with that is you get people like uh, you know my barber one time <laughs> so funny he went to go drop off it is in tampa he went he went drove a friend to atlanta because that guy was gonna convert to a masjid there and the guy looked at him where he dropped off and was looking at my barber he's like mustafa and he was like, would you call me? And he's like, you look like a Mustafa. Hmm. And next thing you know, my homie, my barber Willie was in Atlanta for a year, I think he told me. Oh <laughs> Being a God. Muslim. He comes back to his uh, his pastor at the church. And, you know, certain Christians get so offended the fact that you went to even another church, that you went to someone else instead of, instead of coming to me. Hmm. And so many different, you know, different affiliations and so many different masjids. I feel like we have the same Protestant separations. Because, dude, there was one time a sheikh on a Juma prayer, and I think in Palestine, that was basically saying to pick up your knives and slit the Jews' of throats tomorrow. Jeez. Some crazy shit like that. I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? And that's accepted in one masjid, whereas another masjid would be like... Whereas in all other masjids, they'd be like, dude, you gotta stop talking. You know what I mean? Like, we don't necessarily... Of course, we have, you know, Sunni, Shia, and Sufi split, but we don't have that yeah, conversation a, a lot. There was a... At Heichel, there was an imam a while ago. You know when there's the uh, the mass mass shooting in Orlando at the gay gay club. Um, normally, after a big tragedy, the imam would lead a prayer, make a dua for those people, right? And so he he had a message, like a, a terse message, and it was like, you know, we all know what happened yesterday. You know, uh, normally I would be making a dua or prayer for them, but we don't support this kind of stuff, and that was that. And every one of my friends, I know all the adults in the building were probably like, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. All my friends and people my age were like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's, that's horrible. That's so fucked up. You know? And it's... Because if it was a regular nightclub, weren't those people, weren't those heterosexuals sinning too? Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> Drinking and shit. Not only that, but like, dude, they're, they're people and I hate that, like, there's some aspects of religion tie you down to, like, hatred. Or, like instill some hatred in you like oh you shouldn't like oh you shouldn't be friends with gay people you shouldn't be friends with like 
infidels or whatever. You shouldn't be like friends with. Yo, this Pacquiao guy. got a lot of shit for his homosexual, his homophobic Who? comments. Pacquiao. Oh Pacquiao. yeah, yeah. But here's see. the thing. Again, if that comes from your religion, which it does say, right? It was Adam and it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah. So <laughs> how can you be mad at somebody? For believing that when they're just only practicing the religion, shouldn't you I hate the religion? I can be mad at them. I can be mad at them for being ignorant, like as a as a follower of as a exactly as a follower of belief, not as yeah. a, someone that's homophobic. Yeah, I yeah, think I that's mean, too it's, it's also it's, I think it's also 2020, and you should be cognizant of of who your audience is and who the people you are around, bro. Because like you don't want you don't want to offend someone by saying something that like hurtful. You know, so I, right, I know. especially as someone with um, a big community as his. But you know, yeah. Dave Chappelle had a great bit talking about him. You know, in the Philippines, a lot of their women are like uh, servants and, and housekeepers in Saudi and Jordan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of the money relied on the Philippines comes from foreigners and it comes from these women that are sending back to their families. The dad's waiting, yeah. So he was saying, you know, this is a generation of men emasculated and one of them rises among them and reinstills their manhood with his fucking fists. So that's not, he said, you know, he said that's not the person you really want to ask on the matter. Yeah, that's true. You and know. Pacquiao like answered honestly as if that, that wasn't going to have any negative repercussions. Yeah, dude. Eh. Bro, people are just way too, I mean, religious people in especially are way too like, way too zealous of something. Like, like I said before, it's really not that deep. Just be a good... Okay, I think everyone should be a good person, right? That should be a prerequisite to being a follower of any religion. Right. Being the a good person. Religion and morality are in the are in the Washington's farewell address because he didn't want a country of, you know, a bunch of fucks walking around not giving a shit about the next person. Yeah, you know? So I think that's that's definitely... We, we gotta... I would like to keep religion... I think, you know, I'd, I've had my fair share of struggles with it, for sure. Like, I don't follow it at all, for, to an extent. Um, but at the same time, it has taught me a lot of values. It has taught me a certain way of life that I hope I can get back to. And, you know, it's it's. I definitely want to continue that down my line. So, I think it's for sure something that I want to keep in my family. And, and without religion, I think I would be fine. I think everyone after me would be fine too but it's also like a part of my culture it's also something i don't want to lose you know i grew up this way and you know all the all the the bruises you know all whatever like like the cuts in here the obstacles everything that i've jumped across like it's something that i want to have when i'm when it's all said and done too there's a cuban my mom knew that used to say we thought he was an atheist and then he was like no por si acaso he's like no just in case <laughs> i'm still gonna believe just in just case. in case you know and uh, he's on his deathbed and he's got no one to turn to but but god that's what that's mm. what a lot of like a lot of people turn to i mean in their deathbeds like it is some of that is fear a lot of it is fear actually but it's the fear of the unknown it's it like is, that's that's what it is and that's what people generally like start being religious from it's fear of the unknown early on like you know there's only so much time where you can stop giving a fuck that like when you're like you know my time here is limited now 
But it's all it's it's best been known. It doesn't matter what you believe. Yeah. It's your time is always unknown. But we get so comfy nowadays thinking, you know, with higher life expectancies and better health care and education that I'm guaranteed a certain amount of years growing up in this great country. You know what I mean? Or whatever you're growing up in. Right. Of course, some parts of the world know it is you do have a sense of reality where no, I might get killed. Even in this country, some people growing up thinking I might not make it past 20 and 25. Yeah. You know, one one thing I thought about when I was younger was like, so if if you're a person that's an atheist, right, and you don't believe in an afterlife, okay? Here's the thing. I'm still curious to find out. Like, not going to lie, if it really is just death, just dying, and just turning into dust, I'm going to be pretty fucking disappointed. I do want... I'd be really disappointed. Dude, I want a heaven. Like, I want to be chilling up there smoking weed with Jesus and surfing with Moses. Like, I really want that shit. I... my theory, honestly, is like there's there's a party, right? There's a big party we all get to go to mm-hmm. because God is still forgiving, right? He's still the most merciful. Yeah. So he doesn't want to send everybody to hell, but he couldn't have been that foolish. If he said, don't worry, there's no hell, we all would have fucked up and like, ah, shit, I ain't got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. But everybody's striving for a heaven. So I think he's going to play us in the end. He's going to put us all in one party. But if you were extra good, the heaven, quote unquote, is the VIP part. Okay. That's the one I'd where you got Moses rolling you blunts and, and you know Jesus is serving you some milkshakes. Yeah, that's the VIP. And don't get me wrong, I'm down to party with everybody. But at some point, I'm a dip like, yo, I'm going to that VIP. I was a little extra good down there. I'm getting rewarded now. Yeah, one thing I've I've thought about too is that like, if you don't believe in an afterlife, right, and you die, you wouldn't really ever experience death, right? Because like you, your conscience would be gone you, you wouldn't really be floating around there you know you wouldn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't be aware of anything everything would just be like time would pass by a million 50 billion years could pass by and you wouldn't know because you would never like come back you know yeah. you would never be brought into existence again so it's kind of weird to think like that's how we were before we were born you know what i mean i mean shit i don't know about past lives or whatever but like and then when we die it's it's such a such a interesting concept man i mean hopefully i don't have to experience it anytime soon you know but uh that's true but the thing is you never know you never know especially you never know when it's time to clock out so you gotta head out right now yeah i I do all right well thank y'all for listening um do you have instagram no i don't twitter no email (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> 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 but everyone with a link at the email. 